Hello, everybody. So welcome to the show. Um, I just want to warn anybody who's more of a casual listener, if you don't want to hear about the details of Chub Chaser sex, dating, and relationships, maybe this is not the episode for you. Or if that really piques your interest, stay tuned. It's going to get hairy. <laughs> Slash smooth. You never know. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about things that are weighing on our minds. I'm Dan Oliverio. I'm a chubby chaser, author, public speaker, and today is our Valentine's Day episode, and I'm in a very Valentine mood. You know, every day is Valentine's Day here with Trevor and Dan because we're in quarantine mm. together, so we eat every dinner by candlelight, just the two of us, and we are always together, <laughs> and we just hold hands every time we're... No, we don't. No, we don't. We don't Man. do that at all. <laughs> I've met you too. <laughs> uh, but it's quarantine. Where are we going to go? <laughs> I'm Trevor Keyson. I'm a super chub. And um, for me, it's Christmas every day because um, there have been several points during quarantine where I have just stress bought something strange <laughs> and it showed up for my, for me later, uh, like my giant um, Appleton bush. <laughs> no, it's a giant stuffed animal. <laughs> Have I seen I this yet? That with- <laughs> it's in my office. It's the uh, the big apple dragon thing on the chair that is very oh. chubby looking. I almost did that with a mini waffle maker. Hi, everybody. My name is Michael. I am a chaser, and I am also very much in the Valentine spirit, just like Dan today, except today I'm trying something new that I haven't done all quarantine, which is I am wearing no underwear. <gasps> yes, that's right. It's a free ball in Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood, and today I am your Halloween of uh, talk show hosts. Oh my. Uh, because my dating life for our Valentine's episode continues to be a horror story. Oh. <laughs> okay, scary spice. <laughs> yeah, uh, last year, I think we thought it was going to go a lot different and that a lot of people wouldn't listen to the Valentine's yeah. Day episode, but yeah. everyone did. And a lot of people yeah. heard things. They we ended up spending a lot of time and effort trying to stop our family members from listening to that thing. Yeah. Well, apparently <laughs> it was everything everyone wanted to know about chubby gay sex. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are again. It's uh, Valentine's Day 2, Judgment Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two Valentine's. Two yeah. <laughs> uh, Son of Valentine's. We have um, questions that were sent in by listeners and... Let's just get the ball rolling. Let's I think, dive uh, right in. Yeah. Michael should start us off with number one, which is Excellent. we're breaking the ice. It's starting off That's right. easy. So just to catch everybody up to speed, in case you missed the first set of these we did last year, we're taking uh, listener submitted questions about sex, dating and relationships and all good things in that world and uh, talking about them. Just to be clear, uh, we are not uh, necessarily giving you this advice. We are talking about your question and feel free to take that in the spirit it's intended. So the first one, it's a super softball one, but I think also quite an important issue on Valentine's (laughs) Day, especially if you're dating somebody, especially if you have to. You know, when you get that big heart-shaped box of chocolate, mm-hmm. which ones do you eat and which ones get trashed slash taken by your significant other? Oh, man, I have found this out the hard way. <laughs> uh, yeah, This is one of those things you better know before you open that box of chocolates oh, around someone you love. I have spent, yeah. you know, Trevor and I have been together quite a while. It was our quite a while anniversary just a while back. And <laughs> and I, I swear, the, the, I think the hardest thing for me to get, and Trevor will, 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 will aver this, is that I keep buying him candy that I think is delicious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, That's and how you show the, love. <laughs> and this is, I love this thing. Please enjoy it. The man does not like crunchy love. I'll say that. He just no. like the nuts are not his thing. I am a I am a caramel. I am a nougat. I am mm-hmm. a occasional a fruit filling. Um, mm-hmm. I like nuts if there's enough other stuff going on. Like if there's some some caramel too, but it has to be a good nut. Uh, like it does. Pecan. Walnuts, yeah. I Walnuts. am the opposite. I love me a good nut cluster. There you like go. A, a chocolate cl- covered nut, whatever. 
but a chocolate-covered nut cluster. Yes, baby. Yes. He likes bunches of nuts, yeah. preferably in multiples of two. See, and what about what about fudge? I, See, I say I say nuts in the fudge. Otherwise, to me, it's just too damn. It's fudgy. one texture without the nuts. Thank you. Trevor is one going texture. Like Trevor no, says, no, "Nay, nay, no, no." no. <laughs> so for me, I'm I I'm more in the Trevor's camp of like loving like a lot of the smoother, creamier stuff. I I particularly lean in the direction of those like I really do like the like creamy fruit flavored centers and i'm also not a huge dark chocolate person um that's just the basic bitch in me i like the sweet things so mm-hmm. you can you can have your dark chocolate also i have found that everybody i date for whatever reason hates coconut and so i sort of <laughs> love I coconut. Eat the coconut yeah i love eat the coconut, coconut by default that's just yeah. my lot in life i i have accepted it okay uh, so here's the weird thing if you have a sweet filling i like dark chocolate if you have sort of a mellow filling, I like milk chocolate. Interesting. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah, it's balanced. It's a contrast. I get that. Oh, shout out to John Kelly Chocolates, by the way. I oh, yeah. Mine got me those for the first time a year ago, and it, I was like, oh, my God. Although it is kind of like what Dan was saying. Like, it is somewhere between, like, truffle and fudge, and they do have some with nuts in them, but not a lot. And so if you're if you're in Dan's camp, maybe get the ones with nuts. But they are just like the most delicious, rich, amazing. Like one of those bars will last you probably about four times as long as you think it will. I, I should point out that we still don't have any endorsement deals. So if there are any chocolate companies listening <laughs> yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> we can li- listen, we can pitch the hell out of your chocolate, but we will need samples. That's right. <laughs> We'd like to call it a sweet deal. <laughs> wow. All right, Don. Take us away in the next wow. question. All right. So how can fat folks show themselves some extra love this Valentine's Day? Didn't we just talk mm-hmm. about that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought a lot about this because this was one of the first questions we got. Um, mm. And I think, I mean, I don't know. It's weird. We're we're in quarantine. We're approaching, you know, the the one year anniversary of all of this. And I think something like what personally like i think you should try to find some act of self-care um related to your body and something i, I agree intimate. a um, sensual a sensual sensation yes um mm. kind of like angela lansbury in her um lifestyle video that kind of came out from the 80s which i'll, I'll link to please like she uh, talks what? about turning like everyday things like putting on lotion or taking a bath into like reconnecting with your body and intimacy. And it's I I wish that we had had Dan watch that and then do his best Angela Lansbury <laughs> doing the same lines <laughs> in his posture. Yes. I just I just love the video is actually worth watching because yeah. it's Angela Lansbury. Everybody knows what you love. Of course. For. And she's talking about, you know, loving your body and self-care and like sex doesn't end with menopause. And and just <laughs> it's really. Oh, mm. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Angela. Yes. What a nice reminder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so to continue well, what Trevor was saying, uh, like, yeah, b- like uh, the bath bomb. Right. Use something different in your bath experience. Uh, for me, it's uh, different sheets, right? I, I got Ooh. these flannel sheets recently mm-hmm. that are just, they're a joy to sleep in. Um, oh, wow. So I like that idea. Yeah, a little gift for myself yeah. I can wrap myself in. Well, because I'm thinking a lot of fat guys are not going to fit in a bathtub. And if they could, they're not going <laughs> to they're not gonna get out. So <laughs> I, I think I love the idea of sheets. I love the idea of things maybe you can do in a shower. I love mm-hmm. the idea of uh, the whole the idea of treating yourself is mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. There are um, shower bombs, which mm-hmm. is kind of it's like an aromatherapy thing where it's Ooh. a little tab that you put by the drain Oh, that sounds um, nice. So it slowly releases aromatics. I've done one before, and it, it's very nice. Where can you get stuff like this? I know that uh, I know. I think this listener might know where to get this by himself. But I think like Lush is a provider of these things. Lush. Well, is Lush a- is more bath bombs, but I mean, all Lush products are good, and they're vegan and um, very kind of natural. So it's it's safe synthetics for any of the colors and stuff. Um, nice. We'll link to some of this stuff. Uh, maybe Dan or Don can link us to his sheets. Mm. I would also recommend, uh, I mean, I suppose this could go either way, but I think particularly for this question, I think anybody who's who's out there who's dating, who's got somebody to hang out with on Valentine's Day, which by the way, 
uh, the, just the pressure of having to have that on Valentine's Day, like that can fuck right off. But if you Dude. do, I asked a guy out do. on a date once accidentally, not realizing it was Valentine's Day. Ooh. That is a 30 Rock episode. Oh, that is an amazing. No, he did not accept and it poisoned what was going on between us. It's just like he freaked out. And of course like, he would, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, at least you found out then and, you know, not two years in. Yeah. <laughs> um, get, give a massage, Chasers. Get, your, your big boy can always use a massage. And I think that's just a really nice way. And especially like, I know people, there are plenty of people out there who are like, oh, it's so much work, not necessarily enjoying giving that experience. But anyone who, I think anyone will tell you that even just a short little five minute thing, if that's all you've got in you, is is very welcome and a nice touch and doesn't have to be part of anything else. It can certainly can be, but it can just be a nice thing to do. Also, personally speaking, head massage, amazing. I was going to put in there a, a foot massage. Sometimes, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Trevor's feet are hurting and we just take mm -hmm. out some really great lotion and uh, he has amazing feet. So, you know, it takes, <laughs> it takes a while. Yeah. If you give me a foot yes. massage, we're going to be good friends for a while. Exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. The other one that works for me really, really well is a hand massage. So if we're like yeah. sitting and watching TV mm -hmm. together, mm -hmm. you take my hand. Huh. I and it's so it. simple. It really it's is so easy. Yeah, and there's no weird postures involved or nope. yeah. 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 I really find that like for me, I think both giving and receiving a hand massage like articulating the fingers mm -hmm. in strange ways that just kind of like I don't know, it just works something into your and then if you can just like relax and it's it's almost like all of the typing that you spent do, all yeah. week doing is just washing away. <laughs> and everyone tends to think of this as being a sexual thing. This does not have to be a sexual thing. This is something you can share with friends. You know, it's it's just about uh, contact and, yes. you know, connection. I just wouldn't open so. with I want to give you a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> or do. <Yeah. laughs> you said you wanted a therapeutic lotion. <laughs> oh, boy. You sexy set of cuticles, you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, how can a thinner partner support their fat partner during sex? Wow, hmm. that is huge. Um, what a big question. That's what he said. Um, hmm. In a good way. <laughs> uh, they both said that. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I, I, it depends what support means. I mean, yeah. Uh, like, I, are we talking emotional Just keep support? telling me I'm pretty? I don't know. Like, well, in I, some cases I think that works. <laughs> I mean, since we kind of last year um, went into more of the, the physical aspects of maneuvering stuff, I think maybe, and I think the person was um, asking the emotional, like. Yeah. Okay. Can, I, can I start this just by saying there is an enormous misconception that sex equals penetration like anal penetration and so i want to kind of say like if, if that's your thing that's great and if it's not your thing that's great uh so supporting your partner during sex sometimes can mean letting them know that sex that that anal penetration is not the only thing on the menu that that, mm -hmm. that that's not necessarily the goal post like a, a lot of times sex turns into this football game where penetration is the is like the the end zone so to speak <laughs> go 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 he's at the 40 exactly <laughs> exactly and i've heard from a lot of chubs that you know a lot of times chasers neglect foreplay because they're in the game to win it and oh no and they're going for that goal post so mm -hmm. if you especially if you're going for that goal post <laughs> have the foreplay come yeah, on exactly so i'm just saying that you know penetration does not define sex it is a sexual act it is not sex any more mm -hmm. than steak is you know uh the only kind of dinner there is nobody says mm -hmm. i think I, i've said this before nobody says like oh did you have dinner yet no i just had chicken right <laughs> <laughs> i like that and i like the idea that i, I think the, the other aspect here is like I mean, it, obviously, this is very open and it depends on how well you know the person sure. that you're with. But, you know, maybe the assumption that like if we're talking about emotional support, maybe like is that something that the chub needs or has asked for? Do you know them well? Because I could see this being a, a tripping point of like like being overly careful, mm -hmm. which is not necessarily like, there's certainly other worse things to be, but if, but if that's the case, 
and you find yourself maybe censoring or delaying certain yeah. things because you're being careful about how you treat or handle this guy that's excited to be with you, they might get a sense of hesitation from you. Yeah, it turns into this. Or, it turns into this mm -hmm. feedback loop where you're each you're each trying to over stop and stencil yourself and nothing ends up get happening and everybody feels very shut down. Right. So I think having that sense of like playfulness or exploration where, you know, whatever it is that you're doing that you're trying to be um, considerate of the person you're with, I think also allowing the ensuing events to be something that is improv heavy and, you know, don't try and, don't try and lock it into this set thing like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do this because he's probably going to think it's this and mm -hmm. he's probably going to get worried about this. And I, I want to make sure that I don't lift this in the wrong time because I don't want him to think ah. that's the only thing I'm into. Yeah. It's like, yeah, just get out of your head a little bit. Um, if we're talking about emotional support, though, I, I mean, I think we said this last year, but it bears repeating, like bears. be connected with that person in more than just physicality. Yeah, you got to yeah, listen, like, not to what they say, but to what their body's doing. Yeah, like be in tune with them. And it's not so much about any one single, you know, silver bullet that you can, you know, fire off to, to solve all the problems in the bedroom, but just generally be an open person, be communicative. And again, it doesn't have to be or usually isn't in words. Um, be aware of where your where your partner's at. Yeah, I think it's and I find this interesting because just from what Michael and Dan have said. I find more often I'm kind of checking in on the chaser mm. because there is, uh, I have been with guys who are just so careful. <laughs> um, well, because yeah. they're gun shy because they've yeah. been, they, they're, they've been, yeah. Um, and trying to just <laughs> be Michael's like, pointing to himself. <laughs> I, yes, I, I have been, I have been burned yeah. before. <laughs> um, trying to, and I, I mean, I have had the, as a gentleman, who I was, you know, trying to be like, you know, you just let it out. Like, you know, don't. <laughs> and he was like, I'm afraid that if I, you know, like open that door, I won't be able to close it. Yeah. That's why it's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I, th I mean, I think once it's, it's really about communication and just trying to make sure no one's in their head. Mm -hmm. I like that. I just think there's, there's no better romantic gift that you can give someone other than letting the, letting them know what about them drives you wild, you know, and that's not just the physical, it's also the emotional, but, you know, communicating that. Yeah. But telling but Don, them that. And again, I always say this to the big guys and freaking believe them when they tell you that. Mm -hmm. Well, but, but Don, you know? have you ever had the experience where someone compliments you on your part, on a part of your body that you don't want to be complimented on? Does that happen? Oh, always. Absolutely. But that's <laughs> I, no, I mean, I get compliments on the weirdest parts of my body. And like, because chasers are kind of ten prone to do that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but it's, it's, uh, there's no but to that. It's just okay. surprising. The first time you hear it is surprising. Mm -hmm. uh, but take a step back and think about it for a moment. That person is showing a moment of vulnerability. He is probably aware of the fact that the thing on you he is complimenting is not something everyone compliments, right? Mm -hmm. I had a guy that was driven crazy by my knees. Yeah. Knees. <laughs> like, all right. I mean, if that's great. Yeah. Like I'm it, but it, whether or not I understand it is less important than the fact that I know there's something about me that you're finding amazing. Well, you something know? that I say in my seminars when this comes up is, you know, if you're not used to a chaser's attention and especially if the chaser, you know, sometimes, you know, we're, we're in the moment and we, we, we don't know what we're allowed to say and we'll say what we say. And, you know, you get things like, wow, I love your stretch marks or wow. I love how, I, you know, I, I love how your fat pad is just completely swallowing up your dick. And, you know, a lot of fat guys, you know, I don't want to hear that. That's not hot to me. And what I encourage uh, Chubbs to, to listen for is the guy obviously is into it. Now you can either make him a freak for liking that part of your body or you can look at what part of your body or what parts of your body have you taken off limits for love and affection? What parts of your body have you walled off and go like, no, 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 that's not attractive. That's ugly. We can't go there. You should concentrate more over here. What parts of your body have you put off limits? And it, not to make yourself wrong, but to maybe allow more love to be experienced by more of your body. Right. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid. Like, 
I know it sounds like we're just talking exclusively to the chasers here, but chubby guys, you got to show the love too. Absolutely. Um, I mm-hmm. read I've read a bunch of posts recently that actually went over some issues that we've tackled uh, on this show before about chasers having body dysmorphia, like mm-hmm. living in a body of a type they don't find a- attractive, um, which means that whether or not you know they show it, they may be going through some of the exact same issues that you are. So as much as they're complimenting your body, your personality, your mind, you got to do it too. And I think mm-hmm. for some chubby guys, that is that is really hard because we're used to, uh, we're ex- not used to, we're expecting a certain degree of rejection when that's offered up from us. Mm-hmm. Or I, I've, I've been with guys who they are, they are very stingy with praise or any sort of reaction in my body. And I know they're in bed with me. So I, it, 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 I, I must have something they like because mm-hmm. we got that far, but I, you know, they'll say like, oh, wow, you're so handsome and that's nice. But you know, when all the compliments are from my neck up, it starts to give me a picture of how they relate to their own body. Usually the mm. guy who says, wow, you're so handsome is relating to their own body as like, what is allowed? What do they allow themselves to mm-hmm. be complimented on? Uh, whereas when they get more into the, I, I, I think there's a, a correlation between what they admire about my body and what I am allowed to admire about their body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That makes a lot of sense. And I like something, I want to bring back something that Don said last year too, which is that, um, oh fuck, it just completely left my mind. Oh. I was, I was thinking about it so clearly. And then Dan made like this really great point and I was like, oh, that is true. And then just, <laughs> You're welcome. I could actually hear the hamster wheel inside Michael's mm-hmm. head. Just squeal just to a stop to a halt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trevor, take us away with your first question of the, of the day. What is the roast? No, sorry. <laughs> Delicious. What is yummy? What is the most romantic Valentine's Day you've uh, you've had uh, alone or partnered? Wow. I like how that question is phrased. Mm -hmm. And I I don't necessarily, I haven't been a huge Valentine's Day person generally, but I'm curious if they're, not if, but if we have amongst us an example of a romantic Valentine's Day alone, is that, what does that look like? I don't, I haven't really done a whole lot for Valentine's Day either way, besides the traditional um, uh, I don't know, Michael. Michael, you and I are kind of like serial monogamous. So I don't have we ever yeah. have we ever been along for Valentine's Day. Um, I I mean, so I have an example, and like Don said, there was a point where I had kind of arranged a a date esque thing on Valentine's Day, and it was kind of like we we're it was you know engaging with someone online, and we were trying to figure out a time to meet, and we happened to say like, oh, what about this day and then we're like oh it's valentine's day it's like oh well like we'll just you know we'll just hang out and mess around and i was doing some baking for the day and the person stood me up at the last minute Ooh. and oh. i i was just i was so pissed but i'm like you know what i'm like i have all these little delicious valentine's <laughs> day whoopie pies <laughs> i uh, i was living in chicago at the time so i ordered my favorite pizza and i watched some nice. movies and it was wonderful and i just kind of nice. i don't know i pivoted a very infuriating <laughs> um <laughs> day into just a very chill netflix i guess netflix and chill pizza and uh valentine's day whoopie pie and Trevor has okay. taught us a very important lesson about the power of food. <laughs> I think <laughs> the deliciousness cannot be ignored. Yes. The the factor. I think the best, the most romantic Valentine's Day I've had, and I don't want to, I don't, you know, I've had a mostly just lovely, nice Valentine's Days, but the the one uh, that sort of was the extra mile well, years and years ago. Um, the guy I was dating at the time knew that I was like this big Marilyn Monroe fan, um, especially because my week with Marilyn had come out um, that year or the year before. And uh, so he, this was in Hollywood and he found a, basically um, a star tour, uh, but it was only for Marilyn Monroe because she grew up in and around LA. Um, And so it was basically this, it was awesome. It was like this tour of her life. It was long. We had lunch halfway through and we just had this whole experience around that which 
I think was just a really great date in general, but also, I don't know, it was thoughtful. It was, it had See, effort. That's it was personalized. Wish, yeah. And I wish yeah. I was that guy. I am so not that guy. <laughs> Trevor is that guy. Trevor is amazing at giving gifts and I am so <laughs> sucky at it. <laughs> and so I'm you know, like, uh, which, and, but, but that also goes along with my frustration. Like, okay, it's Valentine's day. Where am I going to make a reservation? Mm-hmm. And I hate right. and Valentine's day dinners. If you go out to eat, they're never good. They're mm-hmm. sometimes not bad and they're always overpriced and they're always a rush. And nobody, I mean, nobody wants to be working it. Nobody wants to be going to it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And to balance things out, that same partner uh, on a different Valentine's day, we went out to a very nice uh, restaurant uh, in LA for Valentine's dinner, like Dan was saying. Um, and the, I don't honestly remember the quality of the meal per se, but I remember that he spent the entire time, the entire night, uh, eavesdropping on Octavia Spencer, who was sitting like two tables away. <laughs> and I was just like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and that's so LA. Come on. That's so LA. That is an LA story. What did you do? Oh, that's, yeah. What did you do for Valentine's Day? Oh, we went out to a really great dinner and eavesdropped on Victoria, on, uh, on uh, Octavia, Octavia Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, just to just to balance out the uh, the karmic goodness. <laughs> but don't you hate that when you're at a really great meal and you just can't help over overhearing mm. this conversation, <laughs> and it's so much more interesting the conversation you're having, and you're like, oh my god. In fairness, I would probably be much more understanding about that now. At the time, I was a, a lot more high strung, so it didn't go over well. But yeah, can I share um, a slight tangent story, please? Please. <laughs> Uh, so I was having dinner up in Malibu uh, with some folks and, uh, you know, we're surrounded by all these celebrities and stuff at this little restaurant. It was great. Um, but then these four women come in that are clearly augmented. <laughs> <laughs> bionically augmented before there was such a thing. <laughs> bionically enhanced in the chestal region. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, chesticles. Um, but not just <laughs> not just like implants, but like porn queen specialty implants wow, right all right so they're oh. they're tall they're thin with breasts the size of new jersey right <laughs> um so the four of them walk up and they give them a booth right and so i'm looking at these four thin women having to deal with the same thing that i deal with when they put me at a booth oh. of like they oh my god they have all these breasts and nowhere to put them <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> these poor women Sit down. They each of four, each of them lift up their breasts, slide in to the the far end, and then put the breasts down on the tabletop. There right? you go. And there's this Damn. thin strip of like six inches down the middle of the table for the food. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I spend the rest of the meal just. I just want to know how they're going to do this. Like, do they put the plates on their breasts? Like, what's going to happen? Uh, do they get a doily? <laughs> I don't even remember what I ate that night. I was just staring at them the entire time. Oh. I'm imagining Don just eating a can, like the candle at the table. <laughs> it's like, like yeah. absently putting whatever hits his fork mm-hmm. into his mouth. And it's like, you know, the sugar packet. Was it? It? Wax. Yeah. <laughs> What is it that's that line in 30 Rock where she looks at the thing on the table and she's like, is that potpourri or chips? I don't know. I'm having some. And then she eats them. She's like, it's not chips. And then she keeps eating them. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, uh, Don, did you have an answer for that question? I genuinely don't. (laughs) I got nothing. Still looking for a good one? Yeah. Valentine's Day has never been, I don't know. I've just never found my way into it. Um, I've had some wonderful anti Valentine's Day Ooh. get-togethers mm. with friends where um I want I don't know for sure this was Valentine's Day, but I think it was. Uh a single friend and I went to go see hard candy uh in <laughs> oh, theaters. That is definitely an anti Well, but because the poster was a little unclear what it was and so many people didn't know anything about the movie, and I that theater I, was I don't filled that theater was filled with couples. Oh um and for those of you who are unfamiliar with hard candy, let's just say it is not a romantic movie. No. Uh, is it without, so, without spoiling it, it is uh, it, it, the, the central theme of the plot surrounds a uh, rapist. Ah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, all about Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why Valentine's Day has to be what everyone tells you Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I like that. And I think that is part of like we, you know, we do this themed episode because it's fun for everybody. But I think it also is worth saying that like there is I genuinely don't have any kind of mystical view of Valentine's Day. Like I, I just it's been kind of like a it's almost like an obligation holiday. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, it is Valentine's Day next week. We, there's something that should be done, right? Or like, <laughs> it, should we? <laughs> Valentine's Day is a cursed holiday, like Mother's Day and to a lesser extent Father's Day. I feel like Father's Day, like no one, it's like, yeah, it's Father's Day. Here's your tie. But, well, here's your tie. There's your fishing rod. Yeah. <laughs> you right, have yeah. to. Pocket knife. There's some, you have to make sure you get it right. And going out to eat is going to be terrible. And there's probably going to be something that goes wrong. And it's just, it's an obligation holiday. It's because usually I think that, I think that what you're identifying there is that usually there is one person who's a lot more invested in it being about themselves than everybody else. Yes. Like mother's day, father's day, which by the way, absolutely celebrate your mothers and fathers. Like don't not do that. But also do we need an entire day dedicated to it? Or can you just be a good you know, son or daughter for most of the year. Um, but I feel like in, in Valentine's day, a lot of times there's one person of the two who are celebrating or three or four, mm-hmm. or however many who is more invested in how it goes than everybody else. And maybe it becomes more about appeasing them than an actual just celebration of, you know, your relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel confident that I have lowered Trevor's expectations <laughs> every Valentine's Day. <laughs> Good job, Dan. Good job. For those of you in the Midwest, there's also Sweetest Day. Oh, right. What? Which is in October, which it's it's a regional holiday. It's basically we need to sell more candy Maybe it's not October. Maybe it's like uh, September or something. It's, it would not so be October. Sweet, S-W-E-E-T, not Swede, S-W-E-D-E. No, it's sweetest. <laughs> that would involve okay. herring. Um, I'm going to look I mean, up the date. I almost feel like it's... Swedes there, yeah. Candied herring? It is October 16th this year. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> so um, is it just, it is a candy giving holiday? Is that the point? Yes, it is. And... <laughs> There was one year uh, my mom's boyfriend forgot Sweetest Day and it was like a whole thing. And he's like, what are you even talking about? What is this? Why am I in trouble? (laughs) This this would be this would be under the heading of people who are more invested in the holiday than you are. Yes. Uh, Yep. That sounds about right. (laughs) Okay, I think we're back around to me. Um, Let's see. Next up on the list, we have. What is your must-happen dating ritual? Which I'm assuming means getting ready for a date, right? Like, what do you do I was to unclear get ready on this. for a date? I don't know yeah, if it's I'm that not clear or... what that means. I, That's what that sounds like to me. I, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I can answer it, but that I, I think I know what it means. But okay, what do you think it means, Dan? Well, I mean, just uh, when someone says, "What's your must-happen dating ritual?" I don't know about must-happen, but there is a typical pattern for a date with me, and it it usually begins with. Uh, either drinks or food. I mean, it's a typical, it's a pretty typical date. And it's kind of the part where, I mean, I do a lot of either the friends with benefits or uh, I wouldn't call them hookups because I tend to see them more than once. But mm-hmm. but it's part of that getting to know you ritual. That's really interesting to me. I, I think I'm one of the, one of the weird monster freaks on the planet who likes dating. I like hmm. meeting new people and finding out about them and having a, a sexual tension in the air. That's fun for me. I know that it's hell for a lot of people, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's just me. And so I love that whole thing of like, you haven't met them before you come up, you say hi. I mean, the, 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 the first time you hug them, hmm. uh, you go to the table, you get to find out what their taste in food are. I mean, that's really exciting to me. And for me, it's all foreplay for if we get onto the bedroom and I always make it clear with, with a date, like they can, they can hit the eject button at any time. I think that's, mm-hmm. I would just give that as kind of general dating advice that sometimes if someone says like, okay, that's all I want tonight. It's not necessarily that you failed. It just, they might be doing you a favor. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's, mm-hmm. that's sort right. of my, I, I do have a sort of, you know, get to know someone over dinner and drinks and things like that. I, I find that very important to me. I much preferable than, you know, show up at my place, knock on the door and we'll hit the sheets. Right. Yeah. I guess technically yeah, that might be a dating ritual that I engage in is that like, I won't go to your house the first time we meet. Mm. Like that's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet somewhere in public so that I actually know who you are you're verify you're the person you claim to be 
um, and make sure there is a chemistry there and you're not absolutely crazy. Um, mm. Would you so have them over I to your house? Could be a ritual. Would you no. have them over to your house or no? Always public. No. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, okay. I, I just have to ask this, Don, because I have someone has done this before where it's like, let's meet at a gas station. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's like, we have to meet what? in public. And it's like, uh, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm even more likely to get murdered at a gas station for some reason. <laughs> yeah, but there are snacks. <laughs> it's true. I, I find it, it's, it's a really good litmus test also if, like sometimes I'll be with a guy and he's he's either not out or um, or f- for in whatever closet he's in. And it's it's kind of a red flag for me if they won't meet me in public. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, if, if, you're, if you're a chub, for example, and you're, you're not relishing a date with a guy who can't be seen with you in public, then if they, you know, suggest a public space first, and if they can't handle that, that's a pretty good sign. Yeah. Also mm-hmm. though, check, cause it might be an expense thing too. Like they can't afford to go out to dinner with you and they, and they may not know if they're supposed to pay for you. Uh, cause that's, mm-hmm. that's become a thing in the gay community. So, so just sometimes check things, yeah. And sometimes things don't come out that, you know, the warning flags don't come out until you actually have had conversation. I've, I think I told Michael about, I went out on a date once with a, he was very handsome, very kind, very intelligent. And halfway through the conversation, it turns out he was telling me he was an exorcist. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. And <laughs> lots of stories about exorcism. And I so will he's say, into aerobics. So what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know whether or not it was true, but like either it's fake and he's thinks that somehow that's going to impress me or he's crazy. Or it's true, and he might be followed around by demons. So in either case, like, <laughs> you're not the best match for me, you know? <laughs> but your house has never been cleaner. <laughs> it's, for me. Uh, so what a... Oh, um, go on. So I have had a thing. This has been very rare, but, like, I want to, like, I don't know, at least kind of make out on the first date. I have had times where it's like, I am so unclear on... If this, you know, the person is into me or not, mm, yeah. and then it's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm like, okay, I guess they're not into me. But then, like, oh, let's do this again. And I'm like, uh, why would we do this okay. again? <laughs> uh, and what does that mean? <laughs> do what again exactly? <laughs> yeah, can you and, can you list the things? And I have had that where it's like, I on the third time, like third date, I got together. Yeah, the third date, I was like, okay, so I just have to like be totally frank about this because it's driving me crazy, like are we going to fuck or what? Like, is this, <laughs> <laughs> what and the, the guy's answer? like, Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, well like, do you want to do that right now? It's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I know who this was. <laughs> <laughs> I think Michael knows who this was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be clear, that wasn't me. No, 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. So what the other let's the other interpretation of this question, I just want to touch on for a second. Maybe it's just the basics of getting ready for a date. And what do you do to sort of amp yourself up? And I don't know that I have any like really special answers except for like, yeah, like do the things that make you feel good, freshen up, freshly showered, freshly haircutted, mm. shaved, whatever. Um, and then I think there, I think the one thing that I do is I, there's certain articles of clothing that I know are, let's say complementary to my form and I save them usually for a date. And so I, it kind of has this, like, it, it takes this shape in my head of like, okay, this is, it's almost like suiting up for battle, except in this case it's, you know, uh, fucking, but <laughs> I think you're trying really hard um, not to say your lucky shirt. Is that the leather harness? <laughs> My, uh, more like my lucky pants. But <laughs> okay, yes. got it. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> those are the assless ones. chaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've seen them before, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. You can see him yeah. from miles away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need more sun. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm an editor. Uh, my interpretation of the question, again, was a little bit different, but I think we talked about a lot of things that make everybody comfortable during a date. Getting ready for a date, I mean, it really, I think it really just comes back to, like uh, the idea of like being the best version of you that you can be, mm-hmm. but also not pretending to be somebody else. Like walk that line. Yeah. Like set yourself up to feel good about good yourself advice. and to be the, you know, be peak you, um, but don't be the pretending. Yeah. The you, you wish you were, but you know, mm-hmm. you're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that, that's what I'd say. But so just long term, if you're going up farther than those first few dates, be sure to start letting 
real you start leaking into peak you because P- being peak you forever is exhausting and no one expects that. You know? Well, yeah. And that, I think that's just, that just comes along with getting to know somebody. I mean, I think that's what, uh, uh, somebody told me this actually not so long ago, this, we were talking about like, what is the, um, uh, the idea of like the honeymoon period mm-hmm. and what does that mean? And what happens after, you know, six months or a year or so when things just sort of seem to feel different. And, and his theory, which I think is really sound was basically that a lot of times when you start dating somebody, you are maybe the idealized version of yourself or you're presenting yourself in a mm-hmm. f- certain way that you think they want to see. And the longer you do that, um, the less and less that you are just being you. And eventually as you get to know each other more, that fades away. And then, it, then it is just the real you. And whenever that sort of shine wears off the apple, it's not so much that you're less exciting to each other. I think it's more that you are actually learning who each other are. Uh, as opposed to this sort of presented version of yourself. Um, like, I think, yeah, the more authentically you you can be from the start, the less likely it is that that shine's going to completely wear off the apple, I, I think. Uh, so our next one, uh, I'm a mega chub that enjoys sex. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I struggle to find positions that I can get into. I feel boring in bed. Oh, I have so much for this. I have so much to say about this. Then unleash the hounds of advice, Dan. Okay. So, what? I mean, Michael, you, I don't know. You, uh, Trevor was about to say something I mean, that was going to be funny. I think Dan's going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, you got to get, especially if you're a mega chub, which is like a super chub plus a little extra. <laughs> if, if you're that size and you're on a date, absolutely. The guy knows what he likes. And he knows he probably has some experience with men your size. If he doesn't, um, that's another matter. But that's that's then that becomes another question. But here's the deal: he is absolutely there for you. He is there for everything you are and everything you're not. You are not boring in bed <laughs> to him at all. You showed up. You have done your job. Seriously, I know you may think, oh, I wish I could do this. Oh, I want to do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe you can find some positions to go do that. But you are the star attraction. You're Disneyland. You are Disneyland. (laughs) Yeah. And I I don't mean like, you know, he's going to ride you like a ride. But I do mean that like you are you are the destination. (laughs) You are the destination event. It's like you. It's like, you know, we went to Hawaii, but we didn't know what stuff. We didn't know what books to bring. (laughs) Like you don't need any books in Hawaii. I, I have a, I have a piece of, uh, I have a, an anecdote that might help you uh, frame this oh dear. in your head. I'm going to try really hard to, to put this in as vague terms as possible and still be specific, but my, to, to give you context ever, you know, from the time that I was first sexually active until now, that spectrum, I start again I sort of I think I've talked about like starting in the bear world just because I didn't have the terms for what I was actually looking for Mm -hmm. and then as I have gotten older and more in tune with what I'm into the guys have also reflected that and I think you know moving up closer into super chub territory and there was at one point there was kind of a a quantum leap that happened (laughs) and me thinking that I was bringing a lot of like experience and you know confidence to the table and like yeah like I I feel like I'm a, a a worthy chaser like I feel like I know how to do the things that a chaser should do and getting to that moment and feeling like so overwhelmed yeah mm-hmm. that I was like I can't it was it was kind of like it was it was like I this is a whole new world like this is like Alain Jasmine on the carpet like flying through the air I was like I almost don't even know what I'm doing it's like learning all over again and and you have the point I'm getting to is like I felt like I was terrible and boring in bed because all of the things that I had learned up to that point almost felt irrelevant like I was I was relearning yeah and so I was there sitting there like, oh my God, I am so in this moment. I'm so turned on. I'm so excited. And I feel like I am just useless right now because I am, I'm almost like paralyzed by 
like I, I desire. am, I, I, yeah, like I, 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 I was in this state of, and it, by the way, it took a while for that to wear off. <laughs> I know it's me in a few hours. I mean, a few days. <laughs> <laughs> I am imagining Michael flying through the air, riding a super job. <laughs> I can show you the world. Shining, shimmering, job. There's, there's a lot in that, and that anecdote that Michael shared, because first of all, it, it is that sense that you, you can't be boring. Like you just can't be. Be mm-hmm. just because of the wonder of your body. Now, that's not to say that you should be objectified. That's not to say that mm-hmm. you should be taken care of. All I'm saying is that you never have to worry about being boring. Now, let what what could be true, however, uh, in in this writer's email, is that maybe there's things that they would like to do to the chaser right. mm-hmm. that they feel they don't have the strength to do. They don't have the positioning to do. That's easy to take care of. Merely request it. The chaser will figure out how to make that possible. That is not a problem at all. So if that's mm-hmm. the case, you just need to make a request or say like, I'd really like to do X, Y, or Z. Um, and believe me, the ch- chasers are pretty quick about that. <laughs> they'll mm-hmm. make that happen. Yeah. They'll, they'll find a way. <laughs> we will find a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one thing I've noticed fairly, it's not universal, but fairly consistently across chasers is the weight of you on their body Oh yeah, in some way is very exciting to them. Mm-hmm. So if there is a position you want to try that you will require them to support uh, like, you know, a leg somewhere or something <laughs> somewhere, they're usually going to be very open to the, like very open to the idea. Uh, and, and something you can afraid. say, like, for example, let's say the chaser wants you to get on top of them and you're not sure how to do that because like that's a that's a big acrobatic move for you because of your size. You can actually say, I'm not sure how to do that. Help me figure this out. Mm-hmm. Because quite frankly, the chaser may not know either. And then you can guys can figure it out together. And that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but but there are I, I know that be, I have dated a lot more super chubs then super chubs have usually dated chasers and 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 all the only bodies that super chubs have experience with is usually their own that's not universally true but that's often the case so in many cases i'm aware of certain <laughs> laws of physics that make things easier <laughs> or harder that they may not be aware of because they've just never done it before so chasers you can step up and help that out and i think a, just a, a a tip that i think is also worth sharing um, which just falls back in line with communication is I, I think part of the reason why chasers can be care, like overly careful, like Trevor was saying, like, you know, come on, like snap out of it. Like we're, we're here to do a thing. Let's get to it. You know, let's dive in. And and sometimes chasers will be a little overly careful or considerate or whatever is that there's a wide variety of different ability levels within mm-hmm. what you might call it super chub mm-hmm. and, and, and flexibility as well. And like, how does a person, what, what is, what are the capabilities of that person's body, which may not be immediately obvious. Um, and so on your end, communicating to the chaser, like, this is fine. This is comfortable. I'm okay in this position. I'm okay doing this. This doesn't bother me. Or on the opposite side, like, uh, this, no, hold on. This, sorry, this is uncovered. Like, I can't get off my hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, just like reassuring them or letting them know what works and what doesn't, because they are, if they're, you know, a a normal, sane, polite, regular person, they're probably not going to just jump to the most extreme things and and put you through your paces as it were even if it's what you want if that hasn't been expressed and confirmed that that's like what's on board um they're probably not going to push you too far and that may feel boring in some ways because you're working within some constraints that don't necessarily need to be there i i just wanted to announce that next year we will be publishing our first book by michael and dan called the chubby sutra <laughs> we got to start working on that. That that sounds awesome. Yes, I. Yeah, that actually. Should we do the same thing we did <laughs> last episode and and just cut that so that we can actually <laughs> do it? Um, huh? That's not a bad idea. Uh, that's not a bad well, idea. I was going to ask you, Michael. So this has happened to me. I want to know if it's happened to you. Um, hmm. Have you ever had a chub say to you like, "Don't you like?" Because I need very little reciprocation because the fat guy is just so amazing to me. 
And so like, you don't got to do a lot of stuff to me. I'm, I'm good. And I'm wondering, cause you and I are wired a little bit differently for sex, though we do have the same tastes. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, have you ever been in bed with a guy and they feel, and they say something like, I'm just lying here. Shouldn't I be doing something more? Like, have you ever had that? Or have you ever had the, or does, has it ever, has it ever bothered you that the guy wasn't doing enough? Usually I find that's a, that's a matter of like co eye contact and communication. I uh, I don't think it's happened where the other guy said, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Um, I'm racking my brain. I don't think that's happened before, but what has happened is that like my journey has been basically starting in a place of, you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons for this, but basically it took me a long, 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 long time to figure out what I wanted. Mm. Like, how do I, how do I figure out what I want? And then how do I learn how to ask for what I want? <laughs> yeah. It took me ages. So getting to that point has made it a lot easier for me to just sort of, I guess, not take control as it were, but just be much more free form. And there aren't certain things that have to happen or not happen. It can just sort of be a journey through whatever the next 20 or 30, 40, 50, an hour or so that we're going to be together. And I think in that way, I used to feel like I wasn't doing enough mm. before that point. Like when I was kind of in this space of reacting to the moment instead of taking action, I felt like I wasn't necessarily doing enough. And because a lot of times the chubby guy is going to have to take a certain role as far as activity level, um, that was very, that weighed on me a lot. And then I guess as, as I got older and I got more experienced, um, it became a lot easier for me to start doing things actively myself. Um, and that I think has precluded any kind of concern about how much the other guy was doing. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think it's been a concern. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I have had it where like, kind of like what Trevor said a year ago, actually, like being in this space of like still discovering somebody and like figuring out what works and what doesn't and, and kind of hitting that moment of like, and this is actually relevant to the story I was telling earlier, where it was, it was that permission of like, Hey, like I'm not delicate. I'm not going to break, like, go for it. The other guy mm -hmm. said, so like, you know, like you, you don't have to treat me like I'm porcelain. Like, mm -hmm. let's, let's do this. If we're going to do this, let's do it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that kind of permission was incredibly liberating. Um, and that's kind of all it takes to just open the floodgates into a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to have to pull it off the off the road there for a second. Uh, we're going to end part one here. Um, thank you guys for listening. We're going to come back soon with part two of the Valentine's Day episode. And trust me, this is where it gets a little bit more spicy. Spicy.